Um, this meeting is being recorded. It tells you now, it alerts you so that you know, because yeah. somebody definitely oh, sued. Somebody, oh, so somebody was about to get fired and somebody definitely sued. So Zoom tells you. You know, it's funny, how, I, I know we're not started yet, but um, I was reading the thing today about Andrew Johnson and uh, Reconstruction. And yeah, yeah. Boy, was he an ass. I mean, yeah, he, he voted ass. against the 14th the, Amendment. He, he voted, well, he, he doesn't get to vote in that. Well, he voted against the Civil Rights Act of 1868 and the Reconstruction yes. Act, uh, which would have established the Free or the Freedmen's Bureau Act. Uh, yeah, they double, they he double vetoed. Well, he voted yeah. against them, he vetoed them. And then he... Congress said, well, fuck you and double double overrode his vetoes for the first time in U.S. history and oh, uh, getting, a little, getting a little mm-hmm. pregame action here, I guess, on reconstruction. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, Kelly was here. She could back me up on this a little bit because we both oh, yeah. had to teach it. But then that's when Congress and the radical Republicans, Thaddeus Stevens, um, yeah, yeah. et cetera, you got these big names and radical Republicans start seizing the reins of government a little bit because they had a president that wouldn't work with them, but they proved they didn't have to work with the president. So if he vetoed, mm-hmm. they would override his veto. And that's when you get into radical reconstruction you get to grant and et cetera. But as far as I know, ass hat or not, whenever it was time for him to leave, he left, <laughs> you know, right. And, yeah. But who would, who would fuck with Ulysses S grant? <laughs> no. And, uh, interesting. You can, you can, if we're a uh, pregame here, uh, 1877, when uh when grant was leaving office there was mm-hmm. the, the reconstruction was what was how did that all go down because they they ended reconstruction sure sure yeah it's, it's it's sometimes called the second corrupt bargain you've probably heard of the first one with quincy adams andrew jackson henry clay etc uh when john quincy adams got elected to the president he kind of is said to have made a deal with henry clay and that's the corrupt bargain mm-hmm. corrupt bargain number two is uh new york democrat sam tilden uh, loses, yeah, loses the election to Rutherford B. Hayes by one electoral vote. And I believe it was either such a narrow margin or or he won the popular vote. But I think it was just a narrow margin all around. But he didn't have the uh, the electoral votes to win or Hayes hmm. didn't. So they came up with an agreement. You know, he's, he's not a Southerner, but he's a Democrat nonetheless. And yeah, the agreement yeah. to get the electoral votes Hayes needs is Hayes will emerge as president. And uh, reconstruction will come to an abrupt end uh, by removing the final troops uh, from South Carolina, Louisiana, and I believe Florida uh, were the last three to have uh, federal troops enforcing reconstruction. Right. Um, Right. The Enforcement Act to to lock down the KKK, which technically was a post-war insurgency. Yep. Yeah. For for no lack of a better term. Yeah. Yeah. it essentially was, um, it, it, you know, and then of course, Jim Crow emerges, uh, after, after that, after that, you know, all wow. that, and it gets codified yeah. essentially by the Supreme court in 1896, um, not being undone until our boy Thurgood shows up yeah. the board and his one ball. Right. Uh, right. Didn't, I always thought the lost cause was a simple, uh, phrase just, you know, attributed, but it's actually a book in 1868 yeah, yeah, that yeah. was written. And I wish I remember the guy's 1868? name. But yeah, 1868, oh. years, three years after the war, the, the book's tenant was basically, we lost the war with Appomattox. Yeah. We will win the peace 
through our resistance. Sure, sure, and, yes, yes. You know what I mean? Yes, and I actually know exactly what you're talking about. Now that you've said those words, yeah, I remember, yeah. That narrative never stopped, like, its momentum. And, you know, obviously with uh, Nathan Bedford Forrest and, you know, falling in love with the whole concept of I can still fight this war in an yeah. insurgent format. Yeah, and I think I, I mean, I've i had people get mad at me during the Lincoln saga, I think, or something. I brought up Nathan Bedford Forrest once, and... um they they pointed me down a few sources. I, I believe he broke with the KKK when they got more, even more radical. I don't, I don't know. Oh. It's not a history I'm overly interested in looking. No, into, it's the, yeah, you yeah. know. But I, I mean, I know Nathan Bedford Forrest. Somebody I've never confirmed this, but somebody jumped down my throat and said, you know, he wasn't the the bad bad, uh, the big mm. bad. And I'm sure. like, well, yeah. when you plant yeah. the seed and it gets uh, away from you, you're still pretty shitty. I don't know, yeah. and I'm yeah. not. Please don't taken anybody uh, who listens to this and shout out to the people who might listen to this pregame conversation which ended up being way way better than i thought it would be like because we're talking history not just answering questions um oh, yeah, we're answering yeah. a cullen listener question and a zach listener question and stuff but yeah oh, you know the kkk shit uh, no i hate everything about the kkk but a special piece of hatred for them because they stole i think i've said this before that the, the, their leader is the grand wizard and they took such a an awesome yeah. figurehead name and put it with the most right right well the there. invisible empire right yeah, it's like them. oh my god like this fuck them and five probably should throw out a fuck woodrow wilson in there too uh but <laughs> <laughs> he did he... get the women's right to vote though I mean, well he, he didn't fight it and um no, whatever i don't know woodrow wilson god. tricky tricky um so yeah um Reconstruction okay. ends, uh, uh, the, the racism on the rise, of course, as a result, a sort of African diaspora continues. We have cowboys, black cowboys moving west or working on the railroad. Mm -hmm. Some outright moved to Mexico by the late 1800s through to uh, especially during World War One. We have the Great Migration uh, with a mass migration of African-Americans north. Uh, to cities to find jobs where they could find work and better treatment and equal pay or better pay at the very least. I know Henry Ford was one of those people who paid uh, the same regardless of race. Um, oh, interesting. Of course, wow. you know, the, the Red Summer happens around not so long after. And of course, we have the, mm -hmm. the riots and over what I think over two dozen cities or something like that across the United yeah, States. Yeah. Wow. It's, it, you know, but the Great Migration also brings jazz uh, to the north. Oh, that's and, right. That's right. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's all wow. very interesting when looking at it. I, I'd rather actually, cool. if I could go back and take a U.S. history class, I would rather take it from like a perspective, a thematic approach, like African-American, U.S. history through African-American oh, yeah. history. That'd be so much more interesting right. than just the survey. You know, I don't want to I want to yeah. take a moment to like exclude the political bullshit or the opinions and just focus on one group's history. Well, and jazz gets its origin in rhythm and blues. And, you know, it's sure, sure. it's kind of neat just how that all comes out of the South and influences yeah. American music, American entertainment, you know, and, and then suddenly it became like, oh, wow, they have this whole other like realm to offer. Sure, you know, Western know. civilization. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at America and you think, well, what's really original America? Just, you know, and, and country kind of has its roots in folk music. You know, it's like jazz yeah. is totally original. Sure, so. it is. And I mean, it, it, you know, unsurprisingly took, took you know, root in Europe faster than it did in America because there was some hesitance, uh, you know, yeah. racial division and such. But yeah, jazz, we could get into jazz for sure. I mean, it's it's a cool, rich history that's just mm -hmm. deep and has so many roots, you know, even Langston Hughes and poetry, etc. Uh, so much to look at there. Um, 
maybe for another day, but yeah, yeah. reconstruction. Yeah. I mean, you're a civil war guy, but you don't study reconstruction much. You don't, not really. No, either. you know, again, being a world history teacher, you know, American, American history is my, my hobby. I don't, yeah. I don't get yeah. to dwell on it. So like you're teaching me about, you know, Johnson, I, I you know, I, I had that stuff 30 some years ago. So it's like, you no, know, sure, I read sure. a lot, you know, yeah. it, it just, uh, it fascinates me. And well, and I'm no yeah. expert on it. And I mean, you know, there are certain parts of U.S. history that I've become a little bit of a, a knowledgeable person on. And Kelly certainly has her points over me, especially with, Kelly's yeah, amazing. American especially Indian with the history. civil rights and stuff she knows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she knows her American Indian history for sure. And of course, the Holocaust mm. is a specialty of hers. But uh, are you ready to move into yeah. our chats for the night? All right, well, I'm going to wrap this up, then I'll start the other one. Uh, so, uh, patrons of the arts, thanks for listening to this slightly unexpected but awesome pregame conversation on Reconstruction and beyond. Um, certainly hit a lot of historical terms that you would hear in a high school or college classroom, survey of American history piece, uh, maybe a little deeper here and there. Certainly a lot of interesting points and stories with the Johnson administration. I love to teach it, if any teachers are listening, uh, with political cartoons. I do a cartoon shuffle where, you know, each group's responsible for a different political cartoon uh, because Johnson cartoons are amazing. You know what's interesting I found about, he's from Tennessee, a border Ten- state. Right? Tennessee no, Democrat. You, yeah, Tennessee Democrat union union member uh, or not union. Yeah. Member. He's a union supporter. He did not believe in leaving the union. And um, basically, uh, what was Lincoln's first guy's name? Um, heckle, 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 ha- ha- hmm, Luke would know. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But his first vice president well, that was in uh, his first pick. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Was dumb from the ticket uh, for a union party uh, in the sense that he was wow. going to bring both parties together, Republican and Democrat. Um <laughs> backfired obviously oh back of the head fired no that's that's cold that's rough that's oh, that's, oh that's too, soon, too soon too soon um <laughs> no it, it backfired because we got stuck with andy johnson tennessee democrat staunch racist uh certainly thought that he was it's interesting he was racist he, he, did not like racist. or trust he made a comment that said they're virtually uh black people are unable to govern themselves yep yep, and yep, yep, yep. the south must be governed by he said, the, he said the south must be governed by whites and whites alone and he's the president of the united states when he says that but he hated white rich elites because he was from a poor white family oh. so he he was an interesting anomaly in there as to who he thought should have power but he was he was People, I mean, people weren't anti Andy Johnson right away, but then, then they got to know Andy Johnson, and well, then he got into I know a self pity mode where he felt he was the most beat up uh, figure in all of politics during like the you know the late Civil War era. Well, look, I mean, they dumped him. Hello, Lincoln got shot. I think you're not. Oh, his own party dumped him because he was so unlikable (laughs) and so hard to work with, and it was just you know. (laughs) You can't govern by executive order if you're not likable. It's and the impeachment, the, the impeachment, the uh, impeachment failed by one vote, one vote. I think it was one vote. Yes, I, and I'm guessing that was. I've never read into it too much. I've always just accepted the fact that somewhere, somewhere along the line, someone had to say strategically, we cannot impeach a sitting president. Remove or we can impeach him, but we cannot remove him from office after a civil war. We will have a civil war. Yeah. You know, I mean, you. There had to be some yeah. sense of. Yeah. We need to ensure political stability. Now, like I said, this is yeah, stability. Era, yeah. But, right. the, you know, I've wow. never read the sources and like in, interpersonal reactions or diary entries of the people who who were there voting on it. But I guarantee that they said, let's let's show them we can do it, but yeah. not do it, because here's we're the deal. It's it will be a problem. 
you cannot remove the first if you remove the first president after a civil war you're starting another civil war right right yeah yeah. and the the tumultuous yeah that follows well well let's move uh to chats land so that's it patrons yards thanks for listening that was awesome chatting about reconstruction a topic i I find fascinating uh but Mm -hmm. we're gonna go ahead and move to cullen chats china so cheers (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.